the enemy is upon us. It's time to dig in, to stand our ground, and watch for the next attack. You're in the Fox with Jason Parker. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you are in the foxhole. Welcome here, where we stand our ground and watch for the enemy's next move. I'm your host, of course, as always, Jason Barker. And today in the foxhole, we have with us the 50 caliber of truth, Angry Tiger. What's going on, Angry? Thanks for having me, Jay. It's an honor once again to be in the foxhole with you, taking the flack, man. Yeah, yeah, taking the flack. I love it. Uh, and we, we might be joined by the illustrious Tom Cooper, uh, he's on. Oh, that would be excellent, Tom. Tom, let's hope it's not a mite, and let's hope you're here because he's the lightning. He's the a lightning bolt incinerating the lies of the mainstream and globalist propaganda. Sorry, Jay. No, no, that's great. Uh, I don't do shows like you do, brother. So I appreciate that. But no, hopefully he gets in here. Uh, he's on his way home now. Hopefully that's him texting me now. I will silence the phone. Um, anyway, today we're going to be talking about issues with the food supply. Is there an attack on our food? Okay, uh, what we're going to try to cover, it's going to be tough, it's going to be tight, we're going to try to squeeze it in, but uh, the food processing plants, I think that's the, the foremost, uh, foremost in the news right now, what's going on with the uh, food processing plants burning to the ground all over the place, uh, the mass chicken genocide, okay, uh, food that makes chickens stop laying eggs, what's up with that, we got ESG warriors uh, waging war on cattle, whoa, my steak, really, come on, man. Uh, we got push for ve veggie burgers and bugs as alternate protein. I don't eat zip bugs. Uh, engineered foods that leave the ground unstable. I think you're going to talk about that, AT, right? Glyphosates and GMOs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a little information on that. And that's going to lead into problems with the bees, which we've covered before, but we will retouch on it. And hopefully Tom is here to cover that because that's his forte. Uh, and then if we have time, I want to talk about why we're seeing this now. So what do you think about those uh, topics, A.T., war on food? You know, as I listen to the litany of things that you had there, the attack on our food, I, I, I almost wanted to stop and ask you, it, if I didn't know what I knew, I'd be like, what planet are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about planet Earth and our civilization that we're dealing with right now? Because I, I didn't know that right? <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's kind of two thoughts on this. And uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about is going to be, you know, uh, this this video I'll show you, but with the plants burning to the ground. Now, some people are saying that, you know, since COVID and people had spare time on their hands, they're just now starting to notice some of these things, but this has always gone on. And we're just kind of now noticing it. So it's overreported. And that, that might be the case, you know, but I don't know, look at the cost of eggs in a grocery store, you know, Think about it. It's one of Tiger's uh, we'll, favorite foods, dude. Yeah. Well, I want to go ahead and jump into the first article here, or the first story, which is our, uh, these food processing plants. Now, you've seen this because Tucker's car, uh, covered it. Tucker Carlson's covered it. And I think Dan Bongino's covered it. We know David's covered it. Uh, just, I mean, how many has there been in the last two years of these places just burning down? Like airplanes is crashing into them in the middle of the night and you know, nobody shows up until they're burnt to the ground. Did, I mean, have you seen this in your lifetime? I I don't remember this coming up in my lifetime at all. It would be big news, right? Yeah. Especially well, well, before it was really controlled, right? There'd still be, you'd hear about it on TV. You're not, yeah. Yeah, right. And it's not like we don't have other things to cover that the news, 24-hour uh, news cycle is just bored and they're like, find something to talk about. 
you know, there's a lot of stuff to cover with Ukraine and the Hunter Biden stuff. And then they're still after Trump and, you know, it goes on and on and on. So to make time to cover this kind of stuff, it, it kind of says that maybe this is not the normal, but look what this guy has to say. Let me bring him in here. So this guy, um, he's from the NFPA, which is the National Fire Protection Association. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah, and uh, he's he's interviewing uh, an official, I think the director of NFPA. So we're just going to watch to see what he has to say. Let me know if you can't hear it. I think I got everything set up right. But here we go. For a few weeks now, rumors have been circulating online that an unusually high number of fires have occurred at various food processing plants across the United States. In an April 22nd segment, Fox News host Tucker Carlson stoked those rumors, asking viewers, what's going on here? Food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire, Carlson said. A guest on his show then called the blazes obviously suspicious. So what's the real story here? Joining us now is NFPA Director of Research, Brigitte Messerschmidt. Thanks for being here, Brigitte. First off, what sort of data does NFPA have on fires at these kinds of facilities? Real quick, let me bring us into thing here. So I, I do want to note that these people work for the NFPA and they're quoting NFPA data. So there should be no reason to be ignorant about the numbers. So I just want to throw that in there. Okay. So un unfortunately, our data is not so granular that we have specific. Oh, and you've always got to have the person with the British accent or the Australian accent because that's an accent of authority. You ever notice they do that, AT? That's that's like a thing they do. Just throw that in there as an observation as well. Big for food processing plants, right? So we get our data from the National Fire Incident Reporting System, and then it's coded as as manufacturer processing, for instance, or like re refrigerated storage, which often involves food as well, or agriculture fires, etc. So, but there's nothing that can go down into the detail level of food processing plants. So. Okay, what did she just say there, AT? You're muted, brother. It sounds like she's saying that she has no evidence that it's it's just, you know, uh, with food processing plants. Yes, and, and it's important to think about that because she's about ready to throw a bunch of numbers at you to normalize these numbers we've been seeing recently, right? To normalize them, saying this is what we've had happen in the past. Um, but right away, she admits that there's nothing that, that narrows the, those fires down to actual food processing plants. And that's what the claims are. The claims aren't just agricultural or food related stuff. It's the actual processing plants. Right. Um, so that's just important to note because I'm going to tear her stuff apart here in a second. Nice. Let's continue. Oh, unfortunately, I don't have the precise data just for that. But when I look at how many fires we've had in some of these other, uh, you know, other categories, just to give you an idea of numbers we're talking about. So in, in, in 2019, uh, uh, the annual average we have of fires in manufacturing or processing plants in general, so all kinds of manufacturers and processing plants, was a little over 5,300 in a year. Uh, we had over 900 agricultural. Uh, fires. We had over 1,100 fires in grain or livestock storage. Uh, we had about 35 uh, in refrigerated storage. So it, it is quite high numbers for some of them. That Okay, I'm going to stop it there because there's nothing worth listening to this lady over anymore. So she quoted you a bunch of numbers, um, none of which had to do with food processing plants. 
It had to do with agricultural places, places of other industry, um, storage facilities, things that and that's not what we've been witnessing here. We've been witnessing processing plants specifically. She says herself, they don't have data that specifically says how many of these in the other category might be processing plants. But guess what I did? I broke it down and did the best guess I could. So let me go ahead and pull this up. Um, boom. All right, let me share this. This is the article I threw up on Substack. So uh, we're talking about the October 18th, 2022 uh, routers, routers. I don't know how you say that. Uh, the, oh, this is the wrong one. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. That's my chicken story. Anyway, so she's talking about, so there were 490,000 structure fires. Why that number is important, I don't know, because we're not talking about structure fires. And you know, this number is generated by fire departments to get funding, right? So when they're talking about fires, they're talking about calls to a potential fire. That's important to note. I mean, it might have been a kitten coming out of a tree, but they're going to claim that is a call for a structure fire. So they get the funding, you know, get the extra extra manpower, extra uniforms. Uh, we need a new fire truck, whatever, which they deserve it. You know, these guys, they need to have the best equipment because it's protecting us, I think. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's jump down here. Uh, what's kind of noteworthy, too, which is really absurd. Um She's stating in 20, uh, in 2022, uh, there was some stuff that was referred to like this $490,000 or, or structure fires in the U.S. in 2022. But it's worth noting that this dude's given a report in May of 2022. So how can you have 2022 numbers when you're still in the first half of May? I'm just I think it's a typo, whatever. We'll let that one slide. OK, so. I did come up with these numbers in 2019. There were 5,300 fires in grain, livestock, and refrigerated storage facilities, which could potentially include food processing operations. But that's the number she quoted. And I got that straight from a report. And uh, this is a report here. I actually have it here somewhere. Um, it's one of these, yeah, one of these reports here that I found online. If you want to see the actual sources, I have them listed on the Substack article at the bottom if you go check it out. So, uh, I didn't think it was that important to look at these these different things because this is not what Tucker is reporting on. This is not what we're seeing. However, it kind of gives us an indication of how many facilities on average are related to food production or food storage. You know, so if you have so many activities like mining and things like that, and if you look at the chart, you'll see that all these numbers that they're quoting, it has to do with utility or distribution systems, energy production plant forest timberland with nothing to do with farming whatsoever right but i took these numbers and i said okay um right here that she's talking about this number right here this manufacturing or processing this is where she's talking about this is where your food processing plants fall into right up here agriculture that kind of has to do with food but it's not processing plants but i said well you know if you have activities going on like you have mining going on you have whatever's going on of these activities whatever percentage has to do with farming, the best guess we can get to figure out what the percentage of this processing is for farming related would be to use that same percentage. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, because she's clumping it all in and she's right. generalizing it and saying that there, it's not an issue. Right. So I, I was just like, well, there is no data on it, but we could try to extrapolate a little bit to get a little bit better idea of th if this is normal or not. Are you sure she's not a banker? <laughs> 
<laughs> fractional fractional reporting. Uh, so what we did was I took, uh, let's see, there was 880 fires for agriculture, 630 uh, from four industrial, like a group of four. So I took a quarter of that, a quarter of the 630, which gave me 157. And that gave me a total of 1,917 fires in this not to do with food, uh, what do you call it? The packaging and stuff like that, but to do with food related activities, which right. could be a lightning strike on a freaking wheat field. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's the only number we can come up with that could give us some kind of indication. Well, what would the percentage look like on, on the production side of it, the, the packaging side of it, right? Right. I mean, that's the best we can do. So I got a, a basically a 71% of fires um, in these other activities were food related. Best we can do. So if we take the 5,080 fires in the category up here that she's talking about, manufacturing or processing, which manufacturing might be, I don't know, making batteries from lithium. We don't know. And so we take that, we apply the 71% to them, then we get 3,600 fires annually. And this is from, uh, what was my time dates? 2000, 2011 to 2015, which wow. I wanted to do that. I wanted to get a range, like a good baseline and not mm -hmm. just look at the previous year. Because what if this started the previous year? You're comparing apples to oranges here, you know? Like what's normal to what's the new so normal. So just for people watching at home, so what you're saying is that chart that we we're looking at, these numbers we're discussing, those are from 2000. Yes, these are the 2015. Mm -hmm, these okay. are the annual averages over, you okay. know, what five six years. Um, so, so we're saying, okay, that's still a pretty big number, right? Uh, we got where was I at? Uh, we got 3,600 fires. Oh wow, that that have something to do with food in the processing potentially processing area, right? Right. Um, but that that seems alarming, right? Uh, that's a that's a far cry from the 5,300 she cited, right? 3,600, 5,300. I think she's kind of boasting those numbers because she's not breaking it down to, she's assuming that everything is a food processing plant, everything. Right. And you know, it's not, it's an uncategorized no. thing. So we did the best we could. We said, what's the percentage of like activity bringing the stuff in? So maybe the same percentage of production is also food related. In short, Jay, you had to tell us what she was talking about because she, she sure in the Sam Hill didn't know what she was talking about. No, she's just trying to throw, uh, trying to throw big numbers out there from the past, which was a year before that interview, to say this is the normal. Wow. So I went back and covered a, a range of dates. All right. And, and this report is from the same agency, by the way, same agency that she works for. Okay, mm -hmm. so what's really important to note is, okay, we can't just say that 5,300 of these places burned to the ground, or I'm sorry, 3,600 is the number we come up with, likely 3,600. They didn't burn to the ground because if you look here, it breaks down what these calls are for. And of all of these fires, only 20% were actual structure fires. So the rest of them are like, I don't know, somebody's battery starts smoking in the parking lot of a factory and right. they call the fire department. That's considered a fire. Right. You know, uh, let's just say an outbuilding has an outlet in it that, you know, catches fire. Well, you know, the, the structure itself didn't burn, but an outbuilding might have been smoking. So you're talking only 20 percent of that number of that already reduced number to thirty six hundred. Only 20 percent were actual fires in the structure of the facility that may or may not be a food processing plant. Right. And we wind up with um, seven hundred and twenty fires annually. 
that they're just basically 720 fire calls to an actual structure right and then i think i i think i figured out that it's more probably like a couple hundred that there was an actual fire they had to put out right but but then you don't see them burning to the ground and airplanes crashing into them so that's kind of my point on that um what do you think about all that man like well, are they playing it, a numbers game here to try I, to make I, it normalize I hate, it? I, I hate to say this, but it's just like it's it's a Keynesian thinking by the NFPA. The numbers that she quoted, and this is the problem, I think. I don't know how qualified that lady is. I don't know what her name, you know, I can't remember her name, even though I just seen it, but I couldn't pronounce it. That's why I, I think that it. they just threw her out there and gave her a sheet to read, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like she didn't do what you did and went and looked at actually what she was talking about because Maybe she wouldn't have said what she said, but what she said was nonsense. Just dreamed up numbers, just cherry picked and adjusted. And I mean, yeah, they don't, wash. They don't even wash with the numbers from her own agency. That's that's what that's and she's what a director. That's what you showed me, dude. She's the director of this agency, and she basically threw a, the largest number possible out there to normalize what's being reported. Jay, they are the grand poobah in this country in fire protection and fire, you know, uh, mm -hmm. prevention and all that. Everybody listens to them. All the fire departments, every fireworks, all the regulations come from them. Yeah, they do. And and it, I find it really shocking that they don't actually keep better statistics um, because you're taking our tax money for what? You know, you're just saying, oh, we had a bunch of calls. So give us money, give us money, give us money. Well, can you do the statistical analysis like you're supposed to do what you're getting paid to do to figure out where our, our threat of actual fire is. And maybe, maybe, maybe it is food production facilities. So we need to know that, right. So we can figure out what's causing it. Is you it, know, it's what Jay. So here's a question I have for you. Is it that these legislative legislative agencies, dude, they're getting so bloated that they're just so corrupt and they're inept. Or is it that, Somewhere in there, there's a direction. Someone's directing things. I, I honestly think that it's mostly incompetence just from what I've seen. Um, when you get enough people in there collecting a paycheck and everybody's kind of in the same game where, hey, we just show up to work. We collect the paycheck. You know, I, I won't tell on you if you don't tell on me. We just kind of show we, we, around the water cooler eating donuts. And then, all right, let's go to lunch. You come home or come, come back to work after lunch. You bullshit for a while. And then you go home. And, and then you just do enough work to justify you having a job. That's and a lot people, of government. The people in charge of the finances, of course, are, are robbing, you know, doing whatever. I'm sure that's corrupt well, in that way, too. The For people sure. who dole out the paychecks, you know, yeah. dole out the money, they do, they have no idea what these people do. And unfortunately, the people doing their job don't know what they're doing half the time either. They, they really don't. And I see it in the in I'm not saying military as far as active duty, or, but I'm saying in the um, civilian side of the military with contractors and stuff like that, not so much contractors but i've seen some gs workers out there man that really they just they got in a cushy job because they, they had a good looking resume and they're a first sergeant from back in the day and they get in and there's a sergeant major that they work with and they kind of don't do a whole lot all day long you know right milk the mil milk and the cow sand in the, or a sandbag exactly right and i'm not going to hate on them for having a good job but when you're you know when there's some serious stuff going on like this i think it's time to buckle down and do some real research and, and report correctly because one of two things is happening here either our food is under attack or you're trying to make it look like it's not you know and for what reason like wh why would you go out of your way and blow up your own numbers and not know what the heck you're talking about and intentionally lie about statistics to make it seem normal 
You know, I don't understand. That, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, and if anything, maybe maybe she should go the other route and say, yeah, we're getting attacked, so give us more money. That makes more sense. You know, her numbers don't even match the ones on her own from her own no, agency. The, well, the numbers she right. spit out were the, the same numbers from the reports I read. It's just the way she put them together didn't make any sense. Um, but anyway, that's that's all I have on that. I, you can think of it what you will. I personally think that um, there is an attack on our food. And I think that maybe because of their incompetence, uh, somebody's incompetence to not like report it or say anything about it or, or you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe they weren't able to put the fires out. So they're like embarrassed about it. So they're going to make it seem normal. Oh, this happens all the time. This is normal, you know? So, but why in my mind, it's to create shortages and, and supply and demand issues. Uh, maybe some of the food corporations make a lot of money. If you think about the chicken feed being connected to the Purina, I think they're all connected and then they're connected. Mm -hmm. They own the egg companies and it's like, there's that money trail there. You think that's what it is strictly, or do you think it's a uh, kind of both? They, they make I, money I think, and they disrupt. I think the left hand don't necessarily know what the right hand is doing. And so if somebody's doing something for one reason, another person is going to monopolize on it in a different way. So, so like, and corruption. Yeah. From the Perfect. head down. Yeah. And like, like David reported on, you know, the guy from Australia that had pallets and pallets of eggs behind him and says, we have eggs. Why, why are you saying there's an egg shortage? We have eggs. It's just it costs more because of all the 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 raise uh, the rise in fuel cost and feed cost and everything has caught, you know, it's brought our production cost up and we have to like make money. We can't like do this for free, but the, the stores don't want to pay that much money for eggs. So they just buy less and sell them for more. So they still get the same overall profit, you know, and, and they ain't got to do as much shipping around. You know, it's like, I don't know. You tell me, man. But speaking of eggs, let's talk about some chickens. Got... All right, let's see what we got here. All right, let's go on to the chicken thing. So I've actually got this uh, this one here. I think this is it. Oh, yeah, the chicken. I call this one chicken sheet, right? Nice. The report on the chickens. All right, so in October 18, 2022, uh, routers, whatever, reported that more than 74 million birds across the country were killed due to sickness or culling. And this is what spawned the egg shortage and high prices. Okay, so this is, of course, bird flu. This is back in 2022. This is something that goes on over and over again. And I have like a plethora of articles on this, but I don't, I don't think I pulled them up because they're all referenced here in my sub stack if you want to go there at the bottom. Well, not here, but on the actual website, all this uh, our references are there. But um, it also affected uh, turkey prices right before the holidays. Imagine that. Generate a crisis, right? Make some more money. Uh, so the, the first case I read about was Rembrandt Farms in Iowa. They killed over 5.3 million birds after a single detected case. A single chicken out of 5.3 million and they killed 5.3 million birds. million birds after the birds were killed more than 200 workers were let go so this is kind of a crisis on multiple aspects there's second and third order effects to this so you kill all these birds off then these people so these people got called into work and said hey we got a new mission for you come in here and we're going to start killing these birds so they're sitting there putting themselves out of a job for like a few days straight, killing all these birds. 
and then they they go packing sand, a pound of sand, you know. Oh, yeah. Wow. And how do they feed their families now? And then what about in the third order? You think about Iowa. Iowa is a sparse area, right? It's it's not very populated. I mean, you get a couple cities there, but my mom lives in Iowa. I mean, some of these houses are three, four miles apart. And, and that's a majority of it because they're farm. It's all farmland. So 200, 200 jobs could be the equivalent of people that work, live and work in like five, six surrounding towns that make up a good portion of that town. And they do things like buy gas at the gas station, buy food at the grocery store. So there's third, uh, you know, third and fourth order effects to this. So now they're not making money. They can't go to the grocery store. They can't buy their food. The grocery store is not making their food. They got to lay off a couple people. It's a cascading effect, right? For killing all these dang chickens. And, and I get it. It's bird flu, right? But do you think bird flu is as serious as you say, as they say it is like, seriously? I don't know, man. You know, well, my thing is, is they said there were going to be no chickens for the holiday or turkeys for the holidays. And I had no problem finding a turkey. Yeah, we didn't either. I think it probably depended on where you're at because um, we didn't have one. And we didn't pay a lot for it either. So I was surprised. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on here. You know, this guy, he, he's probably dead now. Um, so throughout 2022, case numbers were high. In, and so it's not just America, right? This, this is kind of what I'm going to get at. This seems to only affect Western first world nations. I'm just saying, look at it for what it is. Go try to find some cases somewhere outside in like Africa or, or someplace like that. You're not going to find it. Okay. Uh, so throughout 2022, case numbers were high in uh, Czech, uh, Czech Republic, France, Germany, Hungary, Poland, Spain, and Sweden. 2,500 outbreaks in 37 European countries between October 21 and September 22. Did you hear old uh, Vlad from Russia complaining about this happening? No. No, right? So why, why is it just almost like UN countries, if you think about it? These are all UN-related countries. Yeah. What's going on in Mexico right now? We got the coyotes stopped human smuggling, and they're smuggling eggs up here now. Are, are you serious? I'm, I'm serious. I, that wasn't on my radar, man. Bro, they're, they're like, you can't bring eggs over the border right now because Americans are going down to Mexico to buy eggs. Like, I'm not kidding you. So, and I'm going to get into why that doesn't make any sense. Why Mexico should be suffering from the same stuff we're suffering from because of the way they say it spreads and how deadly it is. And I got some, some data on that. It's crazy, man. I think they're going to, I think, I think Trump's going to run in Mexico to build a wall to keep Americans out. He, <laughs> El Presidente. Uh. Yeah, El Presidente Trump, you know. We'll oh, make it out. We're gonna make Mexico El Grande again. <laughs> I love Mucho it. El Grande Mexico, Trump. All right, and here's our friend Australia, and this goes back to 2020. Uh, ABC Australia reported that tens of thousands of birds would need to be culled at the at uh, at the time an S ASX company called Farm Pride had already killed more than 300,000 birds. So this is back in 2020 already. It was starting then back in Australia. So they killed 300,000 birds and was prepping to kill 40,000 more. And that was a third of their flock. Wow. This is, and, and again, this is a UN nation, right? I'm just saying it's, it's correlation. I don't know. It's not. Our buddy Harp is there. Yeah. 
Uh, and this is from a place that David had a guy reporting on that said he had, and he had it on screen pallets and pallets of freaking eggs that he said he couldn't sell. So I don't know, something's going on here. Okay, so let's talk about bird flu and what it really is. So this disease is, they, they say it's rarely transmitted to humans and even less rare to be deadly. I'm talking like throughout this whole season, no American has gotten sick with uh, this whole culling of the millions and millions of chickens that this bird flu is so rampant that not a single person got sick with it. Right. Right. But apparently it's supposedly like nearly 100% um, mortality rate for birds. Okay. So devastating. That, that's devastating. It is devastating. I mean, if they're going to die, why don't you just let them die? Why do you have to freaking kill them? At least let them have a chance. They might be the 1% that survive, you know? Right. And then they could lay me an egg. Uh, so they basically <laughs> say it's, it's spread by wildlife. Like these are wild fowl. It's a foul story, actually. Um, wildlife that transmit the disease over great distances during their annual migratory cycles. So you might ask yourself, angry, please help me figure this one out. If this disease is so freaking deadly to birds and it's being spread by wild birds, do you think a wild bird can fly down to Mexico being as sick as it is with a 100% mortality rate no. and then spread it? No, I'd like to know how the wild birds, how their immune systems handle this and how come our, our birds that are, are, you know, domesticated can't do it. That, that's, right? a great, that's a great question. It actually talks about that a little bit. Um, so, okay, there we go. Uh, raise the birds. Okay, so my argument is, so they say basically, I'll just kind of like uh, paraphrase it here. They say that wild birds are more robust and it's less de deadly to them. So they're able to carry it. And then okay. my question is, then why are the domesticated birds, you know, dying from it? And maybe, maybe it's not the bird flu that's killing them. Maybe it's the living conditions of millions of birds on top of each other. And, and, their, and feed. Another, hmm? their feed. It could be. I mean. Uh, and here's another thing. Let's say I get a sick bird, a, a wild goose or whatever, because geese buster is out here to take care of it, you know? Geese busters, uh, yeah. geese busters, geese busters, geese busters. So let's just say that one of these sick birds gets sick and he flies out to Mexico for the, for the freaking wintertime, you know, to chill out there and have a martini. or no, It's a margarita, right? Margarita. And, well, the way it's transmitted is it's transmitted through their feces, right? So they poop on the ground. And it gets another bird sick. So how then does a wild bird get into a factory kind of enclosed climate, you know, and, and poop there where the chickens are? I mean, that's, that's a good question, question, right? You, you'd have to, like, let the chickens out to, like, come in contact with this random. Right. If you had free-range birds, you'd have to worry about it. But if, you, if you're, but you But you don't know... see it in free-range birds. You only see it in these factory farm chickens. That's, well, I, you think the chickens are bred, you know, to get big, fast, super big, fast. I mean, yeah. I know there's chickens that get big, fast uh, meat, meat chickens, but no, no, that's a fact. They have they have chickens that are just so top heavy because they're bred for the breast. For right. The so, so do these chickens yeah. when they genetically? Well, and, and who knows how? This is the problem. We don't know what these large companies are doing to the chicken 
to get right. the most out of it. We don't really know what they're feeding. And they could be add something that they don't tell anybody about. Who knows? They could have genetically modified it. They could have hyperbridized it, hybridized it, right? And when you do that, you're, maybe that compromises the immune system. When you're when you're focused, when you when you're hybridizing things without even genetically modifying them, plants or animals, you're you're going for one or two different traits usually, right? Sometimes three, maybe five. But the rest of the traits, the rest of the things in in the body or or, or in that plant and that in that life. Basically, something's got to get compromised mm-hmm. to boost those traits that you're looking for. And and that's exactly where I was kind of theorizing myself is like, why why is it only these factory farm raised chickens and turkeys and, and stuff like that? Why are they the only ones that get sick and have to be murdered or slaughtered by the by the millions and millions? You know, it doesn't happen. And if you've ever raised chickens, which I did, the chickens don't get that big. You know, like if you're cooking for a, a big family, you might have to butcher two chickens to make enough fried chicken for everybody. Yeah, because because they just don't get all big like you see them in the supermarket. So they obviously breed them um, specifically to produce certain types of meat. And like you said, there's a trade off. So is this a problem that we've created ourselves out of greed, out of living conditions, out of what we're feeding them? Because uh, you just don't see it. You don't see it in people who raise um, chickens you know, on the side in their backyard. And we've had as many as like 40, 50 chickens. So it wasn't exactly a small operation. We'd never had this problem. Never. And and when we did, we have one chicken get sick. We'd be like, hey, grandma, that chicken looks like he's kind of messed up. All right, grab him, throw him in this cage. We'll put him over in this other building and just monitor him. You know, if he dies, he dies. Okay. Thank God he didn't give it to the rest of them. Yeah, keep your eyeball out for a couple of days. Make sure no more are dying, which you're going to notice. But you can't do that in a, in a warehouse full of 10,000 birds. You can't say, oh, that one looks sick. Let's go get them. You can't do that. So I think we need to change how we're um, raising these things. You know, we need to go back kind of to the old way. I'm not saying go completely back. Because uh, then, I mean, if you go back to a local system where you're just kind of raising your chickens locally and dealing with each other, yeah, you'd have supply, you know, plenty of supply. Uh, but if you're talking, you're trying to like supply these big cities and stuff. Yeah. You've kind of got to do these large scale operations to meet demand. Right. Right. Um, but they're so greedy. They want to shove them all in one little thing. And I think that's what the problem is. It's greed, you know, spread it out, man. Get hire some more people, get some more buildings. Only well, have like monopolies in the food industry, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Because I mean, we've never seen this in the past. This is a problem. Monopolies come. I, listen, I'm all about uh, capitalism and, you know, free trade and real free trade and, and, and markets, you know, being free. But this is, the, you know, the monopolies are f- funded by the government. The rules are bought, you know, where it's it's a it's a fascistic partnership, incestuous and fascistic <laughs> partnership between megacorps have monopolies on a lot of these different things and the government. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd like to see it go back to small. I mean, I remember when my uncle, he, he had a dairy farm and they, the truck would come out to his house every day and, you know, he'd milk his cows a couple of times a day. The truck would come out, download the milk and the milk went to the town. It went to a couple different towns, but it didn't go out to all over the crazy place to be reprocessed and stuff. And there's some stuff I have on that. We probably won't even get into tonight, but um, yeah, like people consumed locally. We didn't have super Walmart. We didn't have none of that stuff. It was like a small town grocery store, like an IGA. I don't know if what that is, but it's a small grocery store. But a lot of the food that you got, you got from your neighbors and stuff. 
you know, our milk came from somebody you knew right. more than likely, you know? Well, way back in the day, the, the grocery stores used to buy locally, even if it was right. a chain, it made sense to buy locally. They saved on shipping and all that. Other well, stuff. They, they passed a bunch of laws and stuff about pasteurization and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of hard to get, you know, real whole unpasteurized milk. Now I don't think you can even get it unless you, you live in an Amish community or something. Um, you can get whole milk, but I think it's still somehow pasteurized. It's no, yeah, milk. even I, I buy organic whole milk, and it's it's still yeah. pasteurized. Yeah, yeah, they, they pass stuff on that, and and I have a whole thing on how that's completely. Bogus. Don't let, don't get me started on milk. Everybody oh. will get grossed out. <laughs> All right, so uh, so this is one thing that I wanted to talk about. We're talking about transmissibility and how deadly this disease is. I tend to think it's because of the way you touched on it, the way we breed the birds. And the way that we house the birds that's causing out of greed, out of pure greed, it causes these things to happen where we've got to murder all the birds. Right. Because right. you got something or they think that they have to murder them. I, I'm assuming because this happened in 2015. I'm assuming that they've lived through it and they say, well, this has to be done to keep it from getting worse. Um, but what's causing it, I guess, would be the, the, the problem. Well, they act like it's going to be bird again and every bird yeah. in the world is going to get wiped out. If they don't, you know, I, I just, I, I wonder what, 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 what makes their protocol so drastic. You know, it, I, I just, it, it's, it's curious to me because well, they, they I know. do ridiculous things. A Boeing jet goes down, they ban the jet, right? You know, um, the, the, the vaccine mm -hmm. devastates millions, but oh, not a word. Well, I remember when the bird flu thing happened last time I was in the army at the time, they made us all get the, the bird flu shot right the vaccine people were freaked out it was a fear tactic this is supposedly worse than anything we've seen even then right but but we don't really see the hype oh we gotta kill a bunch of birds we'll move on nothing to see here right but in 2015 people were scared to death if they seen a dead bird like their cat killed a bird in the middle of the night and left it on their doorstep as a present to say hey at here's a, here's your dinner you know because cats do that people will freak out oh my god bird flu bird flu the bird just died you remember that yeah, that, that was yeah, going on. I like people were freaked out. Don't touch it. You'll die. And I'm like, oh, their own data says it's not really deadly to humans. You know, it just they're worried about just spreading to other birds. I'll yet, freak out when I see a bunch of like a pack of blackbirds dead. When I find, you know, hundreds of birds dead on the ground, that'll freak me out. I mean, you know, what'll do that is a train derailment, you know, burning massive amounts <laughs> of, you know, chemicals. Creating. We had one of those today here in our town and uh, only one hazardous container and they said, I was talking to the cop and he said, you know, we're, we're good. It's not leaking, anything like that. But we're going to evacuate you if it is. Yeah. I just find it crazy that they burnt that stuff. And, and basically the chemical that's produced when you burn it mixes with moisture in the air and produces hydrochloric acid, which they, they warned us and scared us about acid rain back in the 80s. You know, we're burning the rainforest, acid rain, blah, blah, blah. Now they just made acid rain, yeah. hydrochloric acid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So talking about the transmissibility and all this stuff. Well, this is what blew my mind. So what, what do you think they're doing with these millions of birds that they've just killed? What, what do you think they're going to do? Chopping them up and feeding them to the other birds. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, no, it's almost, almost as bad. So what they'll do, some places they'll dig a large pit and give them a mass burial. Hopefully they give them a nice headstone, you know, uh, and then, uh, but what some people do, they'll throw them into heaping piles in like these barns 
right? Because, you know, the bird's dead, so the disease is gone, right? It's just right. gone. It just magically disappeared because the bird's not breathing anymore. So they throw them in these heaping piles. They let them sit there and start to decompose. And then they mix them with stuff like sawdust and stuff. And they, they create like a compost pile. And they'll wow. let it rot. So then they take this compost pile that's made up of diseased, supposedly diseased birds, and they spread it across farmland as fertilizer. Are they not worried about infecting wild birds at this point? This is, I'm not, I'm not joking. This is like actual, this is actual. I can't believe that. Yes. You must purify with fire. You know, I mean, don't they know that? I mean, there's, you can't. That's how I knew I was going to run long on. Is that like the recommended thing or where's Tom? Uh, I don't know. We'll see if he pops in, but let me, let me move on. Um, I think we beat the, the, the chicken thing up enough. Um, but those are the two Let's biggest put it things. In the oven. I'm always hungry. <laughs> the the two biggest things I wanted to touch on was number one, the food processing plants that we all know we've never seen these burn to the ground in such frequency ever in our lives, and they're trying to blow it off. Number two, oh, we kill a bunch of millions of birds. Uh, nothing to see here. It's not because of any weird stuff we're doing. It's not because the way we raise them. It's just ah, oh, it's bird flu. It's natural. But the, but the natural birds don't die. Right. I don't know. And then we're just going to take them and grind them up because it's so freaking deadly. And we're just going to throw them on the ground where other wild birds can then spread it where it goes. To, they go to Mexico, but yet the Mexican chickens are fine. And we're smuggling eggs now. Uh, just some, some food for thought because we can't have chickens to eat anymore. We have to feed on this. right? <laughs> but anyway, and then I, I wanted to get into the egg laying crisis. I think we touched on that. So what do you know about that? The whole, uh, egg laying i think some revelations have come to light lately watching it you know and then basically there that's what i was alluding to earlier there's a a problem with the food Mm -hmm. and then there's some money connections with the food there's a monopoly on the food and people who aren't feeding their chickens this food from the food monopoly the people that have the food the monopoly on the food their chickens aren't aren't having a problem laying eggs that that's what i've heard what about you yeah yeah i've heard that some people were um you know, small, especially small producers like small farms and stuff, uh, they thought they chalked it up to cold weather, you know, because this global warming has us unseasonally cold right now. Um, and the chickens don't like that. So they, they were laying maybe one egg a week or something, one or two a week. And then uh, some people weren't having a problem. And then some of these other folks are like, hey, this isn't normal. Uh, I know it's cold, but this is not like it is in other years. So they changed their feet up and like instantly started laying five, six, seven eggs a week. And that was been, has been widely reported across the U.S. People started, I don't know if it, goes, it went viral or what, mm-hmm. that people say, let me try this. But, you know, that's what you call real science, right? That's real science where, hey, someone performed an experiment and they got this result. Let me perform the same experiment and see if it's repeatable. And then that's, but they're going to say, oh, it's anecdotal. No, it's science. It, it's an experiment somebody did, and, and, you know, they basically have a control, uh, a history. They know what the normal is. They see something's abnormal. They can perform an experiment and they get back to the normal. So then other people going through the same thing, do the same thing. That's freaking science. Now, right. if they wanted to really confirm it, go feed your chickens the old crap again and see if they stop laying. That would confirm it, right? I don't yeah. know that anyone's done that, but I think it's worth looking into, you know. Kind of sucks you miss some eggs, but you know it's it, what a coincidence that you know one company owns most of the feed. Most of the people who use the feed use it from one gigantic company, and they 
you know, they own also the egg distribution racket. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I'm not naming the companies because I'm I'm scared to get sued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. They're going to take the almost nothing that I have. <laughs> I mean, I almost think that there's not a conspiracy between all these people to do something horrible. I think that people seize an opportunity and, you know, if there's, if someone's saying something about, Oh, bird flu, you know, I mean, do, do you think these, these uh, big farms that have these millions of chickens, are they not insured? If they got to call their entire herd because the FDA sells them, tells them to, I don't they get insurance? Money? Jay, I never even thought of that. That's an excellent yeah. point, brother. Now you can get rid of your staff and collect all that money. Yeah, no, I never even thought of that, dude. Saying you don't have to transport nothing, you don't have to, you know. So you take one crisis where somebody does a research paper and they want to get grant money, so they're claiming this alarmist kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, 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 that's happening here. I got one case. 52 right. million birds got to go. Right. Cha-ching. Just saying. Um, okay, so I had some other stuff to cover, but we're kind of going to run along in the shoot here. So I want to jump over to what you have. Um, what do you got for us on, what is it, engineered foods or glyphosates? What you got? Well, you know, you told me hey, the theme was kind of the attack on the food supply. And mm -hmm. this is something that, you know, I've told you off the phone and on the phone off the show and stuff that's something that's near and dear to my heart right that was one of the things that prompted me into all this because when you think about it whether knowingly or not your kids are being poisoned you are being poisoned your neighbors are being poisoned when i see a little kid in the grocery store in his cart with his mom and he's got dark circles under his eyes you know and he's pale and he looks horrible and you you wonder why and it's why are all these sicknesses you know along with the vaccines it's an attack like you said, and it's because their food is poison, you know? And so I'm just going to, I'm going to blow right through this for everybody. And this is just to prove my point. Um, let me see here. So these are countries that ban GMOs in 23, in, this is in 2023. That's just this year okay and real quick just in case people don't know i think our audience does but what is a gmo it is a food that it's a it's a a plant now a plant or an animal that has been modified to either produce more um be insecticide or pesticide you know be able to defend itself against pests naturally um just to optimize the plant and they what they do is they mess with the actual genetic makeup of these things a lot of times they incorporate other animals and plants into the genetic makeup or they make the genetic makeup, especially in, in, um, in plants that what they call insecticidal, insecticidal plants. So the plant is producing an insecticide and then mm -hmm. they, then you eat it, you eat the plant. That's, so, that's uh, quite common. I think corn was one of the first ones they did it with was corn. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. But was that, well, I won't say the name of the company, like you said. But. Well, well, no, we could say that Monsanto. We'll, we'll yeah, say Monsanto. Monsanto. Those other, those other two companies. You know, I, you know, Jay, you get paranoid a little bit sometimes. You know, what's liable, what's not. Allegedly, we got to start using words like that and training ourselves to, to guard our. You know, we're not we're nobody, nobody's what. You know, but still, I'm sorry, Jay. I didn't mean to be too pokey on your show. This is the foxhole. We got to we gird your loins. You're coming on to the foxhole with Jason Barker. Sorry. So anyway, um, and there, there's a lot of it's, it's Europe, France, 
Russia, most of Europe, Denmark, all those places, okay? Russia, full ban on GMOs. Where are GMOs banned? Monsanto banned in Europe. Um, I think, do they have a list here? I thought this article had a list. But real quick, why are GMOs banned in these countries? All right. That, 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 I was going to ask you that. Why? Highlighted it. You know, a study published. This is just one. I could tell you stories about France and cross-contamination and cattle dying and all, all that. But here's just one example. A study published in the Environmental Sciences Europe Journal found a severe liver and kidney damage, hormonal disturbances, and large cancerous tumors in rats that were fed GM maize in conjunction with low levels of Roundup. Other studies have linked GMO feed to the enlarged uteri and severe stomach inflammation in pigs. These and other studies have concluded that more research is needed for GMOs to be acceptable and safe. You know, and and that's, and here, here here's where they're grown. So basically where they're grown is where they're not banned. Where they're not growing them is where they're banned. So, so all- I wanted to point this out um, that uh, we were talking about, and I was going to get into the cattle. I was going to get, you know, the chickens and we, we got into that stuff like that. But a lot of what this, these animals are fed is actually corn that's mashed up into like a mesh. They're being fed GM corn, GMO and, corn. So going back to the chicken thing, when we're like, how come our domesticated chickens in these factory farms, not free range chickens, uh, but domesticated chickens, get so sick and they have to kill the whole flock. Um, but the wild birds seem to be okay for the most part. Is it maybe because they're eating this GMO food that we're, we're growing because it grows fast, it grows big, it's, it's resilient to bugs, but it's genetically altered and we're feeding that to these animals. Yeah, that could contribute to a lot of it. You know, they're smaller than us. It takes, you know, accumulative effects of stuff depends on body weight. Right. That's in, in metabolism and stuff like that. And that, you know, your, your body weight's going to dictate metabolism and vice versa. So there's a lot, it's a complicated issue, but like you said, yes, I mean, that this could, this is a big part of the problem. And the, this is the problem though. We're eating this mm-hmm. in this country. We're eating this, you know? So, I mean, China, of course, it doesn't surprise me, Australia, us, you know, all of North America, most of South America. And here's another, here's another nice thing. Just to show you really quick how they do this, this is one example of a, G, a way that they genetically modify something. Now, I'm very familiar with, with insecticides, gardening, indoor, outdoor, all that stuff. Um, what they've done here with this, they call this BTGM corn or crops. And what they've done is BT is a bacillus bacteria, right? And it naturally destroys and causes, ner- it disrupts the nervous system of most insects from spider mites to moths to anything that's going to attack your stuff, right? They eat it, they ingest it, it gets in them and it's like a parasite goes to their brain and messes them all up, right? This is the thing. This bacillus isn't naturally occurring. Monsanto doesn't go up, you know, and, and scrape it out of wherever it comes out of and try to, no, it's highly obtainable. They synthesize it. It's no longer really natural. It's kind of like a Frankenstein and it's highly attainable, just like they do with viruses and stuff. So that's that's an insecticidal plant, insecticidal plant. That's what that means. It's a BT crop. That means it's a, got the bacillus in it. And that's in all your insecticides that they use anyways. When you use insecticides for produce or greenhouses and stuff like that, it's all most of it based off bacillus, one form or another. 
because you have to rotate these things because bugs get used to insecticides. So that's what you're eating. Now, it's, you know, remember, insecticide. What does the last part of that word mean? Kill, dead, death, side, right? Death. But another bad thing about this, Jay, is it, it stop it, stupid thing popping up. End organic report says GMO crop contamination cannot be stopped, which there's a lot of lawsuits over this stuff, Jay. You know, and, and, and the thing of it is, guys, it's not just GMO. You got kids, they want this crap. There's a lawsuit. It says Skittle claims the candy, and I love it. It's true. It's unfit for human consumption. We got all kinds of chemicals, high fructose corn syrup. You might as well, why can't the kids sit still in school? I fed them, you know, Frankfurt or whatever cereal. Well, you might as well mainline sugar. It's got the full high fructose, you know, fructose corn syrup. Everything's got, it's got that, everything is laden with that stuff and, and stuff that's way worse. It's just, it's irritating, Jay. You know, it, it really is. And, and you know, that, that's a whole different, whole different thing we can go off onto right there is the, 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 what we're feeding our kids and the short, how come you have my thing on your going away? Thing? I don't know why when I put my stop cam on, when I turn my cam oh. off, I, it just appeared. It's not my fault. I'm That's just, weird. Uh, I'm getting I'm ready tight. for something to just to show you. Okay. Um, Angry Tiger gets irritated by this because Angry Tiger doesn't like to eat GMO foods. I, I just don't talk. I, I, I'm serious. I'm serious. So I, I, we've got Aldi's here in Michigan. It's kind of like uh, they have a lot of ger- imported foods and stuff like that. But it's, it's cool because it's a lot cheaper. So, I, you know, I usually buy bread and freeze it when it's on sale and stuff like that. So I've been buying this bread. This happened about four months ago. And I, I pulled this out of the freezer for the show tonight. And I don't know if a law passed or something, but I'm buying this bread. No high fructose corn syrup. That's something I look for. And I don't want it to be GMO. And I look on the back of the bread, and, and, and it says right here, you probably can't see it. I probably won't be able to get it on cam. Maybe, maybe I can. Contains bioengineered food ingredients. That's no good. I can't eat that. Okay. Italian bread, same thing. Bioengineered food ingredients. Can't eat that. Guess what? The bagels. Should, I shouldn't they eating? put the? Uh, shouldn't they put that, that that bigger like like a pack of cigarettes where oh, they got the big No, dude, you got to look for this. All <laughs> and it's it and it's not just the bread, right? I don't have anything. Here's another thing. Okay, you'd figure, right? Rice. What's this say? Natural, earthly, long grain wild rice. Right? You figure that? No, bioengineered food ingredient. Where is that? Is it on this side? Where does it say it? Yeah, right here. You got to look for this crap because it's in everything. Oh, wait, I mean, wait, wait. This one of the things I wanted to talk about because I don't like the the bioengineered uh, bioengineered food ingredient. Well, what is that ingredient? And I know for because I worked in a cereal factory in in uh, Perryville, Missouri, a place called Gilster, and we made cereal. It was like a generic form of uh, Fruit Loops and Corn Flakes and you know, generic stuff. And we had um, scientists, lab people that would test our stuff because it was basic ingredients. It's flour, cornmeal, water, you know, but then to get that, you know, when you, when you look at the package and you say, Oh, it's got your uh, 20% of whatever vitamins, you know, uh, daily allowance in this serving size, all that stuff has by the FDA has to be like within a certain tolerance. And they had these they weren't even real vitamins. They were like lab made vitamins, which your body doesn't absorb right anyway, but they would just dump this bucket of, of stinky powder into the mix 
and and then they would you know mix it in and that's you weren't getting the the, the nutrients from the ingredients you're getting the nutrients from a lab created stuff right yeah. but the yeah. point is that it had to be listed specifically on the label exactly what was in it uh daily percentages how many grams how many whatever right and if it was off by a certain amount we couldn't sell that food so what they would do is they would they would save it in these big cardboard boxes we grind it up and then turn it into like dog and cat food so they wouldn't waste it okay that specific the f labels on stuff but at the same time you're telling me that these people just give a generic oh it's just some kind of genetically modified ingredient we won't tell you what it is and they're allowed to sell it yeah i mean we we stopped baby food from coming here from mexico because it didn't meet labeling standards per the fda there was nothing wrong with the baby formula there was nothing wrong with it but they banned it from coming over here because the labels didn't meet fda standards but the on what FDA was listed. is an incompetent central organization that they do they let us eat gmo look at all the nonsense they let us eat do you know how much crap that we eat and that we put on our skin and we use we call it soap that we use that they're not they don't use in other countries it's it's astronomical no. The stuff that causes cancer, the stuff that, I, I mean, the amount of health effects from letting the FDA call the shots, you know, if you were self-governed, the market would rule this stuff out. It would clean this stuff out. I would, you know, it would like be interesting. It's trying. It's really trying, dude. The non-GMO project, the market, there's hope because it's trying. You're frozen, Jay. Hey, it, yeah, I know. I think I'm having some internet issues here. My Wi-Fi is getting a little wonky. But uh, hey, it would be interesting to see that map you pulled up of where people, you know, they're allowed to use these products in these areas and not allowed to use in these areas. And it take as far as mental, you know, especially for children, um, obesity levels, diabetes levels, things like that, like health issues. And just take a look to see if there's some kind of correlation there between where we're eating, growing and eating this stuff. And I understand we don't always eat the food where we grow it. Sometimes we ship it over and sell it. Um, but it would just be interesting to look at that. Figure out if well, there's uh, some kind of correlation there. What, what, what irritates me is they're murdering us. They're murdering our kids. They're, they're creating health issues. Okay. And then we get jammed into this mega death, just industrial uh, medical system, where then they cram you with more stuff. That's going to kill you, Jay. And it's like, it's like for profit. And dude, I hate to say that. It's almost like I feel like I sound like some leftist Marxist. Oh, they're doing it for profit. It's the head is so corrupt. Everything is so corrupt. And the people don't know. And it breaks my heart. I It it makes me extremely angry. That the tiger's angry. Death, dude. It, it's death. That's the problem. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We're going to go ahead and um, I think we're going to cut it off here because we're already at an hour. We didn't get into a lot of the stuff. So maybe we'll do a part two on this at some point. Yeah, we got to get Tom Cooper to come in here because that Baxillus thing, man, he's got that, what that's going to do to the bees, man. That's right up his alley. Yeah, that's where we were going to go next after the glyphosates and stuff like that, because that's very, very important. We already covered that kind of somewhat, but I, we didn't have Tom Cooper on that uh, for that episode. And I know he has a lot to say about the bees. He knows a lot about bees. So without bees, we got more death, 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 death. Yeah. I mean, what, what I think it was, uh, 75% or more of our, our food that we eat is pollinated by bees. So if they go away, we pretty much go away, you know, and, and, and these glyphosates they're throwing on the, this stuff 
is detrimental. It's, there's reports on this everywhere. All the outside of the other all that stuff, dude. We we eat stuff. Everything has fungicides on it and all this other stuff. It's whole. I could, It's a nightmare. You you got everyone's got to start. You know, this is 2023, the year of solutions. Everyone's got to start looking into growing your own food. Just I don't care if you only grow one thing. You grow cucumbers. You you grow watermelons. You grow grow something. One thing. Start small. Get your neighbors to do the same thing and have them grow something different and get a trade system going. It won't right? take long before you get a feel for it. You are hardwired, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's, it's not going to be long until they're trying to push us into the line and we won't even have a backyard to grow it in. So if you, do don't, if you don't, you'll get scurvy if you don't have the right nutrition right. during the, especially in the Northern States. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let me do the plug in here and we'll get out of here. Uh, folks, I promise you, we will try to retouch on this because there was a lot of topics. I knew this was going to be tough. There's Tom Cooper. Tom he's, Cooper. He's Tom. You extend it. You must extend it now. Tom is here. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and we'll go a little bit long in the shoot. Um, Sorry. So I couldn't get my phone to work. And I just put a new SIM card in it. So it screwed all my stuff up. I, I thought you didn't come because you thought I smelled. <laughs> oh, no. well, I smell too, brother. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> My man, it's good to see you. All right. So, Tom, hey, today we covered. Say what? Great show last night. Oh, yeah. Well, OP was awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks for having awesome, me on, AT. She's awesome. So, Tom, tonight we, we had a stuff, a plethora of stuff to cover. We didn't cover it all. I talked about the food processing plants getting burned to the ground and went into some numbers that they're trying to trying to make it be like it's so oh, normal. But then I kind of tore their numbers apart and showed yeah. it's not normal. Uh, we talked about the mass chicken genocide happening in all the Western world, you know, Western first world nations, but not happening in Mexico or Russia or anything like that. No, it's just happening in U.N., controlled kind of countries right kind of talked about that a little bit then angry tiger went over uh glyphosates and gmos and how that's basically poison that we're eating or feeding to our animals uh, which could be causing them to be sickly so they're all kind of tied together right because we feed these animals that hurts the bees too yeah and that's where we're going to go next with uh tell us about what does the glyphosates do as they're trying to pollinate these 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 gmos we're growing and spraying with these glyphosates tell us about that I'm pretty sure it just kills the bees. Um, they get the they get this type of uh, like it's like a um, not a virus but a, um, a parasite. No, it's a parasite they get on their wings. And there's a gentleman that I get my mushrooms from from the vitamin store. Um, so he has this little blue thing that the bees go through, and there's like this antibiotic stuff in there that kills the the parasites on their wings so they can fly. So what so, was that called? You said the, 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 the what was the stuff that's on the GMOs, the, the uh, AT that kills the, the bugs? Bacillus. So, the so bacillus bacteria, it's, it's a synthesized bacillus bacteria that they use widely in the, in the insecticide industry. So is that so maybe it, what it literally comes about? out of Tom? It literally comes out of the plant, right? So when something yeah. lands on it or bites it, so when the bees land on this plant, they're getting this, this, you know, it, it attacks their nervous system and everything else and apparently affects their wings as well. So maybe that's what's causing the parasites. Well, if that par if, if that parasite is designed to attack insects, bees are insects. Are they not? Yeah. 
So where, where do you think it came from, Tom? Do you you think they 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 cooked this up in a lab? To this of parasite that's on, did, that's on the bees. That's on the bees. Coincidence. You know what I'm saying? I and I just so you gentlemen know, I don't believe in coincidences. Mathematically, right. they don't exist. So. Right. There's one thing. There's only one other thing left, right? They're doing it on purpose. They know well, what they're doing. Or they just don't have foresight. They're like, you know, like Frankenstein. They want to do something and don't think of the third and uh, fourth order effects because they're short-sighted and they think they know it all. They think they're freaking God. Tom, I, just... I, I got to give Jay all the credit in the world for having having that great attitude <laughs> that it's just incompetence. It's, <laughs> it's scary. You know, I, 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 I'm with you on this. Um, look, dude, there's, there's too many telltale signs that they're doing this on purpose. People continue to get cancer. Cancer is a man-made disease. It is not natural. What, what natural thing do you know that causes cancer? Radiation from the well, sun. If you're in not, space. Last time I was in so space. I'd, we do have I'd plenty of radiation space. going on. You know, your computer, my phone, the lights, yeah, everything. Yeah, added a lot of radiation. It's pretty amazing we live as long as we do. We have some pretty amazing bodies. Um, there's so much bad stuff out there, dude, and we and we continue to keep living. Uh, maybe not as long as we used to, but, you know, things probably weren't as bad back then as they are now. I don't know. I was I didn't live back then, so. So I, you know. I got, I want to bring this up real quick since we're talking about bees. I brought up this article we already covered on, uh, I think it was Nights of the Storm. We talked about the, what is American uh, or is it, yeah, foul, foul brood disease, which is killing uh, bee larvae. And, and we talked about how they're talking about vaccinating these bees, right? And uh, one of the listeners of the David Knight show, and he listens to us as well, sent me an article that spawned me off on this topic. Um I thought it was like, what is it, mRNA? But no, it, it turns out it's kind of a normal vaccine where they just take this dead thing and they just put it in the sugar um, that the freaking bees eat. And they transfer it to the queen and the queen's larva have an immunity. So it kind of works like a, kind of like you got sick and got over it and you pass it off onto your kids. So that's where it is now. Will they make an mRNA? I guarantee you they will because I've already been told by multiple medical professionals that that is the future of vaccines. Everything will be mRNA. It's going to be in all the meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, there, and we already proved. Meat. What are you talking about? Yeah, we already have proved. You guys, have you guys we, seen how they do cows? They stand so in their I, own get it. all day long. So they get sick and they get parasites. So they have to give them vaccines, dude. We are already vaccinated. Okay. From well, the meat. mRNA. That I already I don't know about that mRNA. Do you well, understand we debunked the debunk article. This is, oh, yeah, I get it, Tom. Uh, yeah. But the mRNA is the more dangerous one because the mRNA, if, if you get those proteins and they get into your cells, there's a process called reverse transcription that your DNA can and will at some point be changed. And that's not that's you could you could tell me I'm crazy all day long. I read freaking white papers on it. No, no, you know, I, 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 I know it's changing people's DNA. You know yeah. what? Yeah. I, you know, a little off subject, but I, I, I'm Tom Cooper being here kind of makes me want to prompt this really quick. Tom. Yes, sir. What are the chances 
that the vaccinated dude have given us all the vaccine. Because I'll tell you what, I have some weird health, not issues, but I have some weird stuff that doesn't has not happened before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. anybody that you know, unvaccinated, been you know, weird chest pain or you know, sort of breath, you know, just out of the blue, not 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 constant, but just like weird stuff. Okay, gentlemen. So we are we are all talking about the the vaccine, but nobody is talking about what's going to happen to us from the COVID three to five years from now, right? So until that, until the three to five years, who knows, dude? We don't know what what they put in that spike protein. There's people dropping dead everywhere already. Yeah, well, I know, but that's from the vaccine. You know what I mean? No, I see what Tom's saying. He's saying that this genetically engineered gain of function stuff that was created. I mean, it's almost a hundred percent now that it was created in a lab and released maybe accidentally, maybe intentionally, who knows? Um, I think it's the latter, but you know, I'm speculating there, but we almost for certain know now that this was a uh, engineer just because of the sequencing. When they break it down, it's just not something that could happen in nature. It had to be put together. Um, and and yeah, what I'm saying the- is we don't know what the long-term effects of the COVID is. We're starting to see the short-term effects of the vaccine, but what's so the long-term the- effects of COVID? We're, we're we're in a swirling blender of of the vaccine and the COVID. Yes, we don't yeah. know. We don't. That's a, exactly. We don't. It's all biological. Maybe it all coincides together. You know what I mean? I who knows? No, you know, it's a nightmare, dude. It's a nightmare. It's just it's very disheartening. You know. But but to what you were asking me, at yes, I I haven't personally. Um. I, when I had COVID, dude, I didn't have it that bad. Um, I got the squirts and I had a runny nose and that was it. But that's only because I was already taking vitamins, the, right. the one that they protocoled right. um, before, before even COVID even happened. So I was my body was already juiced up with D3 and whatever else I was taking. Right. Um, so nice. I, like – um, everybody else in my house had COVID. They were sick. Um, and I was walking around like normal. So I didn't even think I was sick. Wow. You know? Um, Bring and then I make it. But here's the funny thing, dude. My test popped off just like that in seconds. As where everybody else's test would take the 10 minutes or the 15 minutes. So, you know, I don't know what that means, you know? Yeah, I don't trust the test. I don't trust. Oh, the no, test. I don't either, dude. But I, I, I don't know if I had COVID. I got I got sick before COVID came. But dude, I haven't been sick since COVID. Hold on a second, Nothing. gentlemen. That shit was out in 2019. Do you guys remember those people that were dying from the um from the pins, from the vape pins? Yep. Oh yeah, that wasn't. They were not dying from the vape pen, dude. They released that shit out somewhere to see what was going to oh, happen. You gotta try to find that. You gotta try to find that. Send it to me. Well, yeah, dude. Coinciding that yeah. that those events would be very interesting. So vape pens. No, no vape pens. That was the COVID, right? 
I, I'm sorry. I was playing a sound, sound yeah. effect here. No, no, no. That yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It was the COVID. And they, the COVID. they, they made that here, and took it over to China to make so they could have somebody to scapegoat it. Oh, definitely. The I mean, it it goes all the way. What West Virginia, some university somewhere? I remember. Yeah, we yeah. All a, we yeah. all read about it. As you can yeah. look it up. Yeah, it's a you trace back to here for sure. You know, I just it's weird, man. It just. I, I just tend to wonder, is that, you know, do I have gas or something? or is it, 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 well, it, Look, to answer your question, there's been some people that I've talked to that have been getting sick that, you know. I'm going to tell you right now, I started having issues, um, everywhere from chest pains to high blood pressure to all kinds of crazy little, I mean, not crazy bad anything, but crazy a lot of little things that started happening immediately after, um, the people at my work started volunteering to take the vax. Right. And, and, it, and I'm still around, you know, every day I'm around people that's getting the vax all the time, vax all the time. And then my wife and daughter didn't really get affected, but then we had a friend of ours that she, you know, her kids supposedly got COVID. So she got scared, ran out and got the shot. Immediately my wife and daughter both started having menstrual problems. And, and then it kind of went away after like so many weeks after, because this girl was spending a lot of time over here because her husband was deployed. And so she was bored and she was coming over here every day. My wife wasn't working at the time. My daughter wasn't working at the time. So hours and hours a day. And it got so bad. My wife was just curled over in pain every day. And then it finally faded away. Well, then she went and got a booster, got her or their second part of the shot. And then my wife got it again. The same problem. Now, my wife and daughter and I, we're none of us are vaccinated, but I know it's it's cor it's correlation. It's not necessarily causation, but you can't ignore the timing of this stuff happening. You can't ignore it. And, and now it's, it hasn't gone away. So it's been persistent with my wife. Not as bad. It's kind of tapered down, but it comes back continually. And I don't know. I don't know. I think we're all screwed. I think oh, we're all yeah, screwed no, to a certain extent. This is ridiculous. And, and I Your think it's worse for the women. I think it's worse for the women because – if we're if they're actually shedding these spike proteins onto us, which I don't see why it wouldn't, because it's basically a man-made. The vaccine is a man-made adenovirus. It's a man-made virus, and it's going to spread like a virus would spread. So if they've just gotten the shot and they have this stuff in them still, and it hasn't been already put themselves into the body, you know, to the cells or whatever, it's going to spread. It's going to. It's like if I get you sick, Tom, and you just got sick, and you're going to get you're going to get at sick. Because you're carrying that stuff around. It's just a man-made virus. That's what the that's what the freaking vaccine is—a man-made virus. Our only hope is that our natural immune systems, keeping them beefed up, can fight this crap off. Well, the only well, problem I have faith in that. I have faith. I, go ahead. Hold on. You could detox the spike protein, but you cannot detox the jab. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So there's there are, there's a little bit of hope out there for just the COVID shit. Nothing for the jab. I could find nothing. So 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 us being unvaccinated people coming into contact with these vaccinated people, they in theory pass the the vaccine on to us by mRNA. Then we get it in us, and we can't. There's there's no way to fight it. We're stuck. We're screwed. It's going to start re its replication well, process. Proved, it's proved that, that that's what's happening with the vaccine. 
As it, I, and I was, I, these, I was with these people every morning in morning meetings before PT and close quarters. Okay, they're, they were, so they're just shedding. That doesn't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like whatever their body's passing is what you're catching, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the vaccine. Okay. Does that okay, make that's sense? What I, that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. I mean, how susceptible are we? We went out of our way not to take the shit. I, I don't think we're ever really going to know everything for years. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go into that. I was just curious. We, we had Tom no, here, you know. And, well, yeah. I, you know, dude, I've been, I like, I looked for some way to uh, detox the vaccine, dude, but I couldn't find anything. Nothing. All I could find was you could detox the spike protein. The only thing I don't like is it accumulates in, in the female ovaries. And I don't know, can can that be undone? Because that's what's causing my wife and my daughter their problems is they've accumulated these spikes, apparently, that they've gotten, you know. And what women should be worried about is it destroying the reproductive system. Absolutely. Because yeah. we don't know if that's what's going to happen or not. But it's definitely happening with the women that's, well, um, it definitely happened with, or with, been vaccinated. It definitely you know happened I mean? with the rats they tested it on. Losing That's, their babies in, at yeah. six months, you know, mm -hmm. uh, stillborns, whatever, you know, um, it's terrible. Um, and if I was those women, I would be 100% pissed off and uh, want to know why I can't have a baby anymore. Well, that falls in line with the... Um, uh, environmental, social, just uh, you know, voice, governance and yeah, all that. They're, they're going to have some real pissed off people on their hands here real soon when women start to find out they can't have babies anymore. Yeah. It's, it, all hell's going to break loose. Born of a woman. Should, and it should because they are, the women are the most important people on this earth. They bring life to this earth. And once that's gone, who's going to do it? We're done. Exactly. They, that. they want to depopulate, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Everything, well, everything that's, points to that. I hate saying it. But that's, that's 100% admitted. I mean, Gates, how are we going to bring this number down to zero? Well, something has to go down to zero. Well, the only thing you can bring to zero is people in, in his little model. That's the so only thing. Carbon, dude, we produce the most carbon. So what people don't understand about carbon, carbon is not produced. Carbon CO2. exchanges forms. I, well, okay. I, <clears throat> like, so I, I, I eat something. I eat some grass, whatever. There's carbon in there, right? And then I and I breathe in oxygen, and through there's a process. The oxygen goes to my red blood cells, and at some point I add a carbon molecule to that oxygen, and I end up with CO2. The CO2 goes out into the air. It floats around in the air, and then a plant grabs a hold of that, says, oh, here's, here's a carbon with two oxygens, right? And I, I need that for my process. Well, yeah, so, yeah they, they totally forget that everybody yeah. took a biology class. Dude, well, then they, that, that carbon becomes part of the plant along with nutrients and stuff from the ground. You know, what's yeah. interesting is Spanish moss. That's the stuff that grows in the trees. You know, uh, it, it doesn't need to be in the soil to grow. No, it, it grows. It, it builds a structure from something. And the only thing it could possibly be building it from is from the carbon from the CO2. So the carbon is being scrubbed out of the air, becoming part of the plant. Later we eat the plant and then the carbon Again. It's a circle. It's a circle, right? The carbon, when we burn fossil fuels, they call fossil fuels, I call them carbon fuels. It's a hydrocarbon. So you're burning the hydrogen and the carbon that's there bonding all that together, right? 
mixes with the oxygen. That's why you need oxygen to have combustion, right? It mixes with the oxygen, produces CO2, and then that tree or whatever takes that CO2, takes the carbon out of the air and makes it part of itself. And at some point, I guess in the future, in a million years, it becomes a hydrocarbon. So right. it's just circulating around. It's not like we're creating carbon. And that's where people are freaking stupid if they don't understand that. We're not creating elements by burning fuel. We're just that was converting. A great rant. Hey, even oh, if yeah. we were the plants and the animals and we would be much bigger. Yeah. Because yeah, everything um, grows bigger. Yes, back in the paleon age. Paleon. And what's up with with hating hating on the cows anyway? Because they fart too much. What about dinosaurs? What you know? Why During isn't the Earth paleo age we had way higher CO two levels and it was the greenest and biggest anything had ever been? Oh, and you know we what? At like seventeen hundred parts per million, eighteen hundred parts per million. Now we're at we're at four hundred parts per million. And, and I, I hate the junk science. <laughs> the junk science that says the the Earth warms because of co2 when you look historically over multiple cycles looking at the at the ice core samples over multiple cycles of high spikes in co2 and temperature co2 actually follows temperature increase and not the other way around and that is scientifically proven for a fact 100 fact all this nonsense they talk about about oh co2 is going to warm the earth that is just nothing that's based off of a computer model you have nothing to go off of other than your stupid data you put in there off of stupid assumptions look at the facts look at what we found in the ground and can point to it and say look we know for a fact this is how it happens it's repeatable you know i don't understand it, it's it's about like i said death and depopulation because none of their science makes any sense whatsoever I'm sorry, I'm ranting. No, I, I, I hate the global warming crap because from from a freaking junior high level knowledge of science, I can just crush it. The gentleman, they've been talking about that since I was a great kid. Yeah. And they're doing nothing about it then and they're doing nothing about it now. So is it real or is it just BS? Well, this is why my first episode <laughs> I talked about this war on humanity. The first one was the attack on the children. Because you've got to dumb the kids down to pull this kind of garbage off. You know, you have to. When I grew up, I, you know, as a kid, we grew up in a small town. We weren't on this bigger city kind of stupid uh, curriculum. We were still learning from the old textbooks. So we were still learning facts, you know. Uh, my, my textbooks were probably from the 60s. So now what, who knows what they're studying now. They don't even get books anymore. It's like a little Chromebook. It's like a tablet or some crap. They're, anyway, they're, we're running long, gentlemen. They're teaching the kids how to fart, dude. You know, while they're in drag, that's what they're teaching the kids, dude. And and, and how you know it's some kind of sexual deviation that they'll teach them about farting. That's what they'll do. That we're in more on clown shoe clown shoes time now. It's, yeah. It's hey, let me let me go ahead and plug. I'm gonna make it very yeah. very quick because yeah. we do this every time. Um, look, check it out. If you want to see who we support. And you want to see where, when we're on and stuff like that, just go to the nights, the nights of the storm.com. You can also put the same as our twiddle, uh, twiddle, our Twitter handle, nightsots.com will also get you here and simply go to friends, uh, the friends tab. And you're going to see right here, you know about David, you know about the triple threat, America Unplugged, you know about these guys already. Please go check it out. Frank Chris Graves, you got angry here, you got me. Uh, and then if, if you if you like these guys and you want to see what time they're on um, live, because, you know, we try to include the stuff that has live chat, by the way, because that's where we really have a lot of fun is with the people we chat with in their in their shows. 
so you're going to go to the schedule here, right? Boom, Monday through Sunday. And we're still adding to this. You know, we're trying to find out who's got stuff at a set time because a lot of the people we, you know, we like to listen to, they're sometimes on, sometimes not. So if we know it's going to be a regular thing, we throw it in the schedule. So you know they're going to be on most likely 99.9% .9 chance you're going to catch them at the designated time. And then we've also added this forum here. Uh, have you played with the forum at all, um, Angry? I have not. I've been, dude, I've been all over. You guys are running me ragged lately. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really <laughs> used it yet. And I'm not really pushing it to be used yet because uh, I think Harps had a little bit of issues getting confirmed on his uh, account, even though it says on my end he's good. So I, I got to play with some settings. We'll have to play with that when we have time, AT, and try to iron out the bugs. But this is going to be where if you want to have a topic to talk about, you can drop it in here, drop a link. I don't know. Maybe you want to write a little funny short story or something. Here you go. If we'll you want to come on the show. Saturday better. Say what? We'll plug this Saturday good. Okay. All right. So that's where you can find us. And uh, that's all I got for tonight. Anybody got some final closing thoughts? Um, I'll go first. I, it, number one, it was an honor to be here. Thank you for having me on, dude. Tom, I'm so happy. It's nice to see you. It was so happy to, to be here with you, brother. I, I love it. I love seeing you in the chat, brother, man. And, uh, you know, everybody, you know, this is a rough night, what we talked about, but there's hope. We got to, we'll be all right. You know, keep your chins up and self-prepare, prepare yourself. That's it. Gentlemen, just pray, meditate, whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better. It'll, it'll go, it'll push off to other people. All right. Beautiful, Tom. Beautiful. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, remember to hold your ground. Watch for the enemy, continue to improve your foxhole, and look out for one another. Until next time. You've been watching The Foxhole with Jason Barker.